Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 636. If you'd like to have a copy of it, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I have uh, music. I've got today for you letters and a very powerful and unusual message from the Lord for you as well. But now, uh, right now, let's uh, pray, Father, that you will anoint this uh, program. Anoint me, anoint everybody on the program, and build a wall of fire around and about us that Satan doesn't interfere in any way whatsoever. Lord, uh, we'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Lord, I ask that you destroy that you rebuke Satan, rebuke him in the name of Jesus, close all his doors, and open all of ours in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, we have now uh, myself. This is a song that Frank Sinatra and also uh, his uh, daughter, Nancy, got for me. It's called Sunday School to Broadway. Well, she used to stand, clap her hands, and sing Amazing Grace, while the tears of childhood innocence were rolling down her face. Mama prayed at night and raised her right hand, thought she knew the way. But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to where she is today. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she is today. And you sing the sinner's song, it's only to find your way back home. But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. The evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees Where she gave her soul to Jesus and he set her spirit free But the cold night air out on Times Square ain't what she felt back home And it's a long, long way from Sunday school to New York nights alone It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night, and a halo framed her face. And a passerby swore he heard her cry. Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand as she lay there in the street. And it's a long, long way from Broadway to a place at the master's feet. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way. From Sunday school to Broadway It's a long, long way from Sunday school
Praise the Lord. I um, dedicate that song to those 400 children and their parents. Was, uh, they used to clap their hands and have sing Amazing Grace, and they used to have a joy in their life until the Antichrist came in and uh, did which was extremely unseemly. Now, the Vatican calls uh, every peep all the different Christian works in the, in the world. They call them cult. But uh, there has never been a case of uh, any uh, raping in our church, or I don't believe there was in that church over there either, that there's never been any uh, choir boys or girls raped by the hundreds of thousands in that church or um, um, any other Christ, true Christian church. But the Vatican, there has been hundreds of thousands of uh, little altar boys and girls that uh, <clears throat> have been raped and their lives ruined by these priests, supposed to be priests. That's why the Lord calls it Satan's church. The Vatican accuses uh, all Christian churches of being a cult, but there is no abortion in our churches. And we're not a cult. Uh, if we were, we'd be like them, where they murder people and molest uh, little children and homosexuals. There's not one homosexual in our church. Now, I ask you folks out there, uh, who's the cult? This certainly isn't of the Lord. The occult is somebody that does the uh, does the opposite of what the Lord says. So the Vatican accuses everybody else of being a cult, but uh, especially churches that there's no abortion, there's no child molestation, there's no homosexuals. They're the cult, folks. Can't you get it? The Vatican calls uh, everyone in the world, uh, every other Christian church that's of the Lord, a cult. But we don't murder anyone like they do. They've murdered hundreds of millions of people. And right up to this date, they're the ones that caused Waco, the Waco Massacre. The Vatican calls um, uh, every church in the country a cult but themselves. But we don't uh, have any homosexuals. Oh, they're just loaded with them. And child molesters. Uh, that's what they do. That's uh, that's their cause. Um, tell us, people uh, in Radio Land, who's the cult? The, the Vatican prays to Mary. We don't. We know she's dead. Or and they pray to the different saints. But we pray to Jesus, like the Bible tells us to. So who's the cult? Hmm. 
A cult is people who do not believe the word of God exactly as the Vatican does. Okay? So who's the cult? I ask you, if you have any brain cells left in your head, who's the cult? Why is the Vatican? Everybody knows that, but there's so many gutless people that won't say it. But I like saying it. And my favorite sport is to kick Satan's behind every day of my life. It's my joy. It's my peace. It's my comfort because the Lord tells me to pull down every cult that exalts itself against the word of God. And that's why I'm right after We don't have any homosexuals in our church. We don't have any child molesting of boy, little boys or girls that are even preteen age. We're not the ones that are causing the, the schools in the country to hand out condoms and birth control pills. That's the Vatican. They're into the government. And we're not the ones that are exalting the Vatican. That's the news media, because it's run by the Vatican. Um, there's no abortion. We will never abort. As a matter of fact, the Jewish people will... Uh, there's people in this world that will kill you, which is just desert if you abort one of the Jewish children in Israel. Um, we don't murder anyone. Who's the cult? Where's the beef? Hmm? Did you ever hear that one? Okay, so um, we have some letters today. As, and I also want to add again, I can't stop thinking about this, how that uh, there's serial polygamists. That means almost every man in this country is a serial polygamist. They uh, like variety. Now, um, we don't do that at this church. There's no polygamous marriage in this church. So the Baptists and Catholics, they figure, though, that if you do anything, it's all right just because you're saved. Once saved, always saved. This is a big lie of that cult. And uh, the Catholics say, Ah, it's all right if you murder somebody the St. Valentine's murder. Just come in and confess it and say a few Hail Marys and make sure you drop a pretty good-sized tithe in the offering plate. And that way we'll, get, we'll let you off the hook. God will let you off the hook. But if you don't do it, you'll be in purgatory, which there's no such place. So... Um, uh, in Christ never told, like the government has been told by the Vatican, to turn Christians in. Jesus never turned Christians in. And there isn't one Christian in the Bible that ever turned anyone in except Judas Iscariot. So what the Vatican has done is turned all of you uh, people out in the world into uh, betrayers and the Bible says that there would be people would betray one another in the last days they did this in uh, Germany when they wanted anyone to if you see a Jew uh, let us know immediately so we can capture them 
and put them in prison and then take them into the ovens or the death chambers and into the places where we burn them. This is the Vatican, folks, the most dangerous organization on earth. They certainly are not of God. They are the last people that would be of the Lord. So it's the same people running the uh, world system today. They think they're running it. They do just for a little longer now. Satan's uh, time is short. But they're the same people that was that were running Germany during the time that they had everybody turning everyone in. They want you to be a rat. Okay, so um, we have some letters today, Sharon. Uh, let's hear the first one. Where is it from? Getty, Italy. Dear Pastor, dear Pastor Lamo, I thank God for your life and ministry. Greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I feel greatly honored in the Lord to still be in touch with your ministry. As I said in my earlier letter to you, count me a member of your ministry and also put me on your prayer list because I desire to be led directly by the Holy Spirit. Pastor, hearing from you always is very necessary and important because it gives me encouragement and makes me stay strong in the Lord, especially at this end time. Also, to enhance my spiritual knowledge and deep understanding of the word, I will be grateful if you could please send me a Bible dictionary and a concordance. May the good God we serve keep you in his holy grace, bless you, and multiply your apostleship. Amen. I remain yours faithfully. Bismarck Saiki from Getty, Italy. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us that we are heirs of the world, the entire world. Uh, just as he told Jeremiah, I'm going to read this to you in the book of Romans today, but I'm also going to read it to you in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 1, verse 10. See, God says to Jeremiah, the little boy, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out people like the Vatican and to pull them down and to destroy with the word of God and to throw down, to build up my word in the world and to plant my word into people. Okay, now, the, the book of um, Romans, that verse 13, chapter 4, is for the promise that he, Abraham, uh, should be the heir of the world, the uh, seed of Abraham. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the uh, law, because the law had been given, the law was given by Moses, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, if you have faith, you're not uh, raping or molesting boys. And you're not uh, a homosexual, or you don't call your church or your uh, pope a uh, god. But let's say that Abraham, and to his seed, 
through we inherit the world by faith the law but through the righteousness of faith or in other words the justice of faith or the fairness of faith there um, without faith there's uh, the justice um Law of God is going to judge you and send your soul to hell and into the lake of fire because of the justice of faith or the fairness of faith. This is in the Latin Bible because of the justice. They would be heirs of the world, but not because of any works that they do, but because of the justice of faith. The fairness of faith. That's the Romans 4.13. Praise the Lord. And remember, that's Jeremiah 1.10. So I have this day set you over the, uh, the nations. And he set him over the nations of the world and the kingdoms of the world to root out all the weasels and pull down all the dirty, filthy doctrine the things they're doing to those people over there with their 400 little children that they took them away, and to destroy and to throw down all this false doctrine that uh, homosexuality, we should be kind to them. But people that are doing the will of God, uh, that they should uh, just uh, destroy them. But no, the Bible says to... Uh, to throw down that type of doctrine, to destroy it, and to build up his doctrine and to plant his doctrine. So you see, folks, I'm preaching the right way. This is out of the Bible, Jeremiah 1.10, and also Romans 4.13. Okay? Uh, not because any law that was given to Moses did Abraham... Uh, or to his uh, descendants of the promise that they would be heirs of the world, but they became heirs of the world because of their justice, because of the justice of faith, because of the fairness of faith. So if they have faith, they're going to receive justice and they're going to receive fairness. If you think that the world is depriving you of justice and fairness, well, it's because you don't have any faith. So pray to the Lord for faith, and he'll give it to you. But not only that, how does faith, how is faith increased to, uh, we have faith because of the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, Sharon, you have another letter. Yes. Okay, let's hear it. This is from uh, Kenya, Africa. Dear Pastor Tony, greetings in the Jesus Christ wonderful name. Dear friend, I'm glad to inform you that having witnessed Jesus Christ to the lost folks by some of your literature I received from Brother Francis, our eyes have been enlightened to the truth, shared therein, thus making a decision to stand for the truth, redemption by Jesus Christ's blood. And following the decision, a wonderful awakening has risen with men and women receiving Jesus Christ. Lord and Savior, and some even getting delivered from the yoke of drugs, smoking, alcoholism, and prostitution, resulting into a fellowship of 40 disciples. And our great need now is Bibles, but unfortunately most of us cannot afford to buy a Bible due to our background. In fact, currently I preach using the Gideon's New Testament, 
which does not carry the whole Bible. So as you understand, we require Bibles to get established in the Word of God. And it's in this deep respect I hereby make a request to you to consider being a blessing to us by getting us these necessary items in the Lord's work, even as a token of Christian love. Forty copies of the authorized King James Version. Otherwise, we're really grateful and appreciative for the merciful work God's grace does by Pastor Tony Alamo, a faithful steward and a blessing to the church. Thanks for your kind cooperation in the gesture of Christian love. Pastor Jay Onanga from Eldoret, Kenya. All right, praise the Lord. You know the Bible tells us to obey those that have the rule over us, and the Bible tells us that the rulers of this world are the ministers of the gospel. Uh, not uh, the Pope or Clinton or uh, uh, Bush or anybody like that. They don't. We have the power over them because if uh, God is with us, he's more than all the rest of the people in the world. And if God be with us, who could be against us? Amen? Amen. All right, and so that's why I'm crowing about the power of God. It's far more powerful. God created every one of us. And he also created the world, the planet that we're walking on, standing on, uh, lying down on, or whatever. But um, so, therefore, the uh, weaker powers, the you folks, voted these crumb bums into office. But that doesn't mean anything to God. You always, the masses have always been wrong. And you're bantering about Clinton for president and this Obama. Uh, neither one of them are of any value whatsoever because they don't preach the gospel. They're both for abortion, you know, for murder, first-degree murder, and they're getting pressure from the homosexuals. So it shows that uh, they agree with homosexuality. So they might very well be homosexuals. As a matter of fact, I've heard a lot uh, that, uh, and there's rumors in the uh, media that Clinton is a lesbian or a bisexual. And I don't know anything about this Obama. We used to have people's names for president like uh, Washington and Lincoln and people like that. Now it's Obama. Uh, you know, uh, that's kind of weird. It's like something from the Muslim world. Uh, but I know he's not a Christian. And I know that uh, Clinton is no Christian either. They're the ones, folks, that uh, said they took fair, full responsibility for Waco. And he's the one that likes to, uh, his whole staff said that uh, they appropriate girls for him. And she said that uh, her husband, who you voted for twice, needs therapy sex therapy because he's uh, a warthog. He's not a Baptist. He's a Catholic. He believes he can light a candle or two or say a Hail Mary or Our Father or something like that and get off the hook with the Lord. <laughs> that isn't the way it goes. That's why uh, the Bible says it's everything is uh, the justice is by faith in God's word. Have faith in God's justice. He's going to judge the world according to his word, not the warped version of what uh, these uh, antichrists that uh, are temporarily running the world 
but uh, secularly. But we Christians, those of us that have been called to be ministers, pastors, and um, to be prophets, uh, the justice of uh, faith will happen to us all. If you've done evil and you don't have any faith, you're going to be sent to hell in the lake of fire. Now, the fairness of faith, so if you have the faith in the Lord's word, then you ought to believe that you people are not going to get away with any of this. You're playing a kid's game, but, you know, this uh, Bible is not uh, for people that like to play kids' games. This Bible is fair, and it's uh, justice, because all of God's ways are judgment. And so he says, if you've had faith in my word, and if you've kept my word, well, you receive justice. Don't worry about that. Just hold fast and don't change uh, the word at all, because if you do, you're going to be, uh, there'll be justice given to you so that everyone can see that God was telling the truth. God is the truth, and every man is a liar. And uh, so the faith of God, uh, the way that God judged is fair. So the fairness of faith. You don't even read the Bible, you, but you're going to be judged by it. So if I were you, I would read it right quick. All right, so um, now we're going to go into the uh, book of Romans. That's where we're at. And we're in, uh, I think we're in chapter four. Is that correct? Yes. All right. I just love that verse 13. Now we've been over it, but for the promise. When God makes a promise, if you don't believe it, well, then you don't have faith. And God will judge you according to his fairness. There's no respecter of person. If you believe, if you have faith, you'll be saved and be sent to heaven. He says, no adulterer, no fornicator, no homosexual shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you have faith in that? If not, you're dead meat. For the God promised that he should be the heir of the world. That Abraham would be heir of the world in his seed. Well, not just to Abraham. This was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. But he promised Abraham that it would be through the righteousness or the fairness or the justice of faith. That's uh, 4.13 in Romans. For if they which are of the law be heirs, well then, what good would faith be? No, if you keep the law and yet you don't have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're not saved. You have to have faith in Jesus, the Messiah. So if they which are of the law be heirs of the world, then faith is made void, and that's the major item that it's going to take for you to be saved and to receive 
airship of the world. So it's not by the law, uh, my Jewish friends, because once we receive Christ by faith, then we have the power to keep the law. But you folks don't keep the law. Uh, you're talking about being a Jew, but when was the last time you ever had a burnt offering? And because of the fact you don't have any burnt offerings, you know, sh- uh, the Bible says, God said that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, no remission. For if they which are of the law, which wasn't even available then at the time of uh, Abraham, so if the, those that are of the law be heirs of the world, faith is made void. And the promise made of none effect. So the Lord says, by faith we're saved. Um, by faith we receive everything, heirship of the entire world. But if you don't have faith, then he says, uh, <laughs> the promise is made of none effect. So in other words, there's no promise then. Verse 15, because the law tells us that if you don't keep it, there's wrath. You see, the law does not bring us salvation whatsoever. It's fair. The law is very fair. For where no law is, there is no transgression. That's why there was no transgression at the time before the law was given by Moses. Therefore, verse 16, it is a faith that it might be by God's power, by God's fairness, which they call grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to everyone, to all the seed. What do you mean the seed? The, the promise is only to those who believe that have received the seed Christ Jesus in their heart. The word of God is Jesus. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Abraham is called the father of faith because he did what the Lord said that he didn't want to do. He didn't want to leave family and friends and all of his riches. But when the Lord told him to do it, he knew that he would be in a real uh, bad boat without an oar and up a bad, bad creek. Who is the father of us all? Father of us all that have faith, that believe the word of God, that do what it says. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. The Lord told him that. Before him whom he believed. Now when the Lord told him to kill his son and burn him up, Abraham believed because he said, as written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Well, how would there be many nations if um, Isaac would be dead, burned up in ashes? 
So uh, Abraham believed that because he said this, you're going to be the father of many nations. He believed 100% that the Lord was going to raise Isaac from the dead and um, even all the burnt ashes would formulate back into Isaac. So, uh, as it was written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. He had faith. He believed. And who did he believe? God. Even God. Who quickeneth the dead. So he knew that he was going to raise him from the dead. He'd give the life-giving spirit in him. And he would be quickened from the dead and call us those things, which be not. They're not uh, yet as though they were. So he says, God says that I'm going to be by uh, faith if I do the things of the Lord, that I'm going to be the heir of the world. And all those that believe like I do will be heirs of the entire world, the whole world. And heaven is going to come down to the world, and we're going to be over heaven and earth. And we're even going to judge the angels. Can you imagine these people that are hurting all these little kids out of their happy homes and away from their mothers and dads, what they're going to feel like when they start seeing the wrath of God, the fair judges, the fairness of faith. No, we didn't have faith. We uh, just follow what the Gestapo tells us to do. Roman soldiers said, I'm just doing my job when they were nailing Jesus to the cross. But it's better that they had never been born. It would be much better for you weasels out there that you were never born. When judgment comes, because uh, there's going to be righteous judgment, he's going to judge you according to your faith. The justice of faith, it's just, and it's true. And the fairness of faith, oh, you're going to get everything that you deserve, you people out there. Don't worry about it. Oh, I want this, I want that. Don't worry about it. You're going to receive the everything that you deserve. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, I might add, by God. So shall thy seed, all those that believe that are of faith, so shall they be. Verse 19, And being not weak in faith, Oh, he was powerful in faith. He was going to kill his own son and burn him on the altar, as the Lord said. And then the Lord stopped him from doing that because he wanted to know what it would feel like, uh, what God is going to feel like by giving his only begotten son and giving himself and the Holy Spirit on the cross. And being not weak in faith, Abraham knew that God was God. And the uh, people like the Pope are trash, chaff to be burned. And everyone that believes him, he 
considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb for her body they were past the age of having children folks verse 10 he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief he didn't stagger not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God verse 21 and being fully persuaded that what he had promised what God promised he was able also to perform verse 22 and therefore it was imputed it was given to him for righteousness sake he was righteous because he believed that in faith he had faith and he believed in the prophet of faith being profitable he believed that God was just if you have faith. If you don't have faith, he believes in God's justice to destroy you. And Abraham believed in the fairness of faith. Whatever is fair. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. Verse 24, but for all of us today also, to whom it shall be imputed. If, now this is the big little word, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses, who Christ was murdered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. That's the justice. So all those that are of faith, faithful Abraham, and that we've had faith because we got our faith by reading the word, hearing the word, believing the word, we are justified because we were raised from the dead just like Jesus was. Chapter 5. Wherefore, being justified by only faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you mean through him? Well, it, that is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the word of God. So if we believe, uh, so... Therefore, being justified by faith, by believing the word of God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is, his name is the word of God. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into his power, his privilege he's given us, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope isn't it something to rejoice about if you have faith and you feel the presence of the lord in your spirit and you are able to get to the throne 
you have access to the throne through the blood of Jesus, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, that we'll be heirs of the world and will live forever and will never grow old and will always look women beautiful and men handsome, more handsome, more beautiful than you ever were in your whole life. You'll always stay about age 16, 17 when you look the prettiest. And now, see, I saw myself in heaven. I saw Susie in heaven. I saw us, and we were just, I couldn't imagine myself to be better looking. All of us think we're great looking, I guess. But in heaven, you're going to know that you weren't so hot down here on earth. You're going to really be something else in heaven. And it isn't really by faith that I receive that, because what you see is not actually faith. But I have great faith in it now because I have seen it. I've seen what it looks like over there. And I've seen Jesus, and I know that he likes me and that he loves me. So we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God that we inherit heaven and earth. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Why should we be bugged about tribulations when we know that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, owning ownership of the entire heaven and the earth, the world? We own the world, folks. Isn't that something? Amen? Amen. Okay, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So if you're praying for patience, well, you're going to know that you're going to get some um, tribulations. Because that's how patience comes. Some people uh, are impatient to get to the breakfast, lunch, and dinner table. But if you are going to go on some sort of a diet or something, you're going to receive tribulation. But this isn't the tribulation that the Lord's talking about. It's the stuff that you see those people going through in Texas right now. They're going through some tribulations right now. It must be that they need some patience. But woe be unto the ones that are causing them the tribulation. Because God will take care of them uh, with fairness and uh, with justice. Because they have no faith. But people that have faith, they have justice. And people that have uh, faith, are they going to be treated fairly? Uh, because of their faith, the fairness of faith, the fairness, the justice of faith. They would be heirs of the world, but because of the justice of faith, just because of the justice of faith and the fairness of faith, that we have to do some work also after we get saved. Now, verse 4, and patience experience patience experience have you experienced uh, tribulation and uh, experienced 
I hope. Have you ever done that? I have. A lot. I've had to have a lot of patience. But I receive patience by the tribulation I've been through. Verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed. Boy, you know, faith means that you, uh, there's a substance. In other words, for you see what is written, you have, uh, you're not ashamed of making a stand for it. In other words, I see what the Bible says in regard to polygamy in the age of marriage. Now, news stations think they're really going to get me by saying that I believe that women are uh, approved by God, that they should marry uh, at puberty if they want to. But no one is to force them to do that. And so they're playing that on the radio like, yeah, it's going to be disgusting to you. But um, it's not disgusting to me because I have hope uh, to preach the gospel. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. Faith is the power of God unto salvation. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. Well, what does this statement mean? Have you ever pondered that or meditated on? And the hope makes us not ashamed to preach the gospel because the love of God in our hearts, we preach it. It's shed abroad. We put it on tape. We're not ashamed of it. And so we spread the love of God because the love of God, which is shed by us abroad in our hearts. We have to have it in our hearts before, which is Christ in us, before we can shed it abroad by the Holy Spirit. I preach the gospel, which is given unto me and to everyone that believes. Verse 6, for when we were yet Without strength. Uh, in due time, Christ died uh, for the ungodly. He didn't die for these people that call themselves God and they're walking around the world uh, pompous with a hundred thousand guards and the Pope Mobile and all this. Jesus never uh, rode around on a um, uh, Pope donkey, you know, that has a uh, bulletproof uh, glass around it and everything. He walked around and was in the midst of all the people because he wasn't worried about dying like you folks are. So if you're worried about dying, then get yourself saved. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, not for the righteous people who think they're righteous, who think they're going to get into the kingdom of heaven because we're a good person. There's none good. No, not one. We have to come to the Lord for goodness. Verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man. Some would even dare to die. Verse 8, but God commendeth his love 
toward us in that while we were filthy, rotten sinners, we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So this should um, make you phonies out in the world, you evil people that are arresting Christians and betraying Christians. That should show you there's a chance for you if you if you repent now. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I was a sinner too. Just as bad of a sinner as any of you. Verse 9. Much more than being now justified by this blood, by his blood, by faith in his blood, by faith in his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him by faith. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, by faith in it, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life living in us, his eternal life living in us, his eternal life having raised our dead spirit to life. And if we walk in his life, then we shall be saved. Verse 11. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement, the promise of the forgiveness of sins. Verse 2. Wherefore, as by one man... Sin entered into the world. That was Adam and Eve. Sin entered the world through them and into all their offspring, which is us. So by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So we're all dead in our sins and trespasses. Now, the only time is uh, that we're going to receive our life as we have now received atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. Everybody's dead. They have to come to Christ for life, for that all have sinned. They've sinned, but we don't sin anymore. And these false prophets say, well, see, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, that's before we were saved. But when we ask Christ to come into us by faith, we know that we don't sin anymore and we better not. Or you're condemned to hell in the lake of fire. Now, verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. So, you know, people married their sisters and everything before the law, but now they can't do that because uh, now we know that that's sin. And we must love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. We need to um, give our entire heart, soul, mind, and spirit to the Lord. That's number one. 
Yeah, we can start out doing that right now. This is the time. My program has uh, run out of time here. But we do have time to pray and to pray with you to reach God and receive his um, salvation. If you have faith in the things that the Bible says, the word of God, which is Jesus, then uh, and you want to be saved and you don't want to go to hell, then say this prayer. Say to the Lord God, say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart, Father God. Come into my heart, Holy Spirit. You will not turn me away. I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know I've called on you, and I know you've heard me, and I know you've answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. Give him all the glory. Say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. And make sure you get a King James Version of the Bible, the old one, old King James Version, not the new one. And Sharon, uh, tell everyone in our radio listening audience to um, show them how to get a copy of this program, number 636. Just make sure that you tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479 782 7370. Or fax to area code 479 782 7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, Tune in tomorrow for more insight into the most valuable, precious word which gives you faith when you hear it. This is myself uh, singing for you. Let him be, him being Jesus, let Jesus be all you need for tomorrow and for all time. Let it be.
Yeah.